You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I ran in that fix and thank you. <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into the Martin Houston Show. It's a football Friday on the Martin Houston Show. I'm Joe Gaither sitting in for Martin Houston this morning, joined by Jacob Harrison on the other side of the glass. And we want to invite you to be in part of the show this morning by getting in touch with the show on the Twitter machine at Tide109, at Joe Gaither6, and at Jacob Harrison, two J's and two N's. You can always be a part of the show by calling the Taco Casa hotline at 205 342 9904. It will be open all morning long. We'll be with you for the first hour of your football Friday. And it is a big football Friday. And so we're excited to kick this bad boy off right here at 6 a.m. on a Friday morning. You've got a little high school football tonight. You've got a big slate of college football tomorrow, NFL on Sunday. And we'll be back with you on Monday to recap all of that. Uh, but well, yeah, I, I want to start right here, Jacob. Is I, I, well, actually, I want to invite the invite the uh, invite the listeners to give us a call and let us know what their score prediction is for the Alabama game tomorrow. Uh, Alabama taking on Georgia at seven o'clock tomorrow in Bryant Denny Stadium, and invite the, the listeners to let us know who their player of the game will be and why. Uh, but I want to know, Jacob, if Kirby Smart can't beat. Uh, Alabama with Nick Saban not on the sidelines, 25% capacity in Bryant-Denny Stadium, and the way our defense looked last week. Can he ever beat Alabama? I think that this game is kind of setting up to be par for the course for him. Um, He (laughs) lost to a backup quarterback in the national championship. He lost to a backup quarterback in the SEC championship, and now he's going to lose to a backup head coach uh, You know, in his first time back at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Seems like a perfect story to me. Absolutely. I think his, his story, a perfect story is exactly right. Just storybook-esque. Uh, Kirby Smart, he's probably been preparing for, for Nick Saban coaching uh, probably all summer, all, all fall, and now three or four days before the game, he's going to have a backup coach. You know that's got to frustrate the hell out of him. Yeah, well, <laughs> my next question on my sheet is, do you think that Kirby Smart is secretly happy that, that secretly happy or sad that uh, Coach Saban may miss the game? Now, you know Kirby's going to say, you know, the politically correct answer in the public, oh, obviously he wishes Coach Saban well, and I think that's perfectly true. But, uh, I don't know if he. I don't know if he in, in his heart of hearts is like, well, well, great. I have a much better shot now that Saban's not there. I'm super happy about that. Or if he's, you know, a, a, a true competitor, uh, kind of somebody who wants to take on a big challenge, and is like, man, I wish Coach Saban would be there because the people are going to, you know, uh, maybe diminish my win or maybe uh, make fun of me even more if I lose. Do you think he's happy? or sad that Coach Saban probably won't be on the sidelines this weekend? I think he's probably bummed out and frustrated, honestly, because that's a no-win situation. If you beat Alabama with Steve Sarkeesian as the head coach, you didn't beat Alabama. You didn't beat Nick Saban. Uh, Nick Saban's still undefeated against former assistants. Uh, And not to mention Alabama, like for the first time in, in, what, 5,000 days, 
Alabama's not being let out of the tunnel by Nick Saban. That's uh, crazy. That that there's a you want to talk about asterisks on a championship. There is a huge asterisk on beating Alabama in Bryant Denny. Uh, you know, so I imagine he's incredibly frustrated. And then if you lose that game, I mean, it's even worse. It's even yeah, worse because Sarkeesian hasn't you know had much success as a head coach. Uh, and now you lost to the backup head coach again after losing to the backup quarterbacks the past two times. Well, how, how do you think? Uh, I, I got to be honest with you, Jacob. Both my parents graduated from Georgia, and uh, they were there with Herschel Walker, the VHS tapes. Uh, so, so, so they are used. To, they, they, when they were young, you know that, that Georgia was hot, and so that, they're diehard Georgia fans. How do you think that? they're pretty level-headed when it comes to uh, when it comes to football and success and where Georgia's fo- program is. But not every Georgia fan is. Uh, not every Georgia fan is really really in touch with uh, where Georgia is on the grand scheme of things. How do you think Georgia's fan base will react if Kirby comes into Bryant Denny Stadium and drops a drops loses by ten? Uh, I've got my score prediction. Loses the line is now four and a half. Say they say, say they don't they don't cover. They, they, they lose by ten. You think the Georgia fan base is going to excuse Kirby Smart for this? Yeah, because it's what they always do. Uh, <laughs> I'm, it's what they've always done since Mark Richt. I mean, you know, you win nine games a year, you win ten games a year. Uh, maybe you get lucky and win eleven. Maybe you go undefeated and go to the SEC championship and the playoffs. Uh, but odds are you're going to lose at least one game if you're Georgia, just because simply that's how it's always been. And now. Your quarterback situation is less than ideal. You do not have uh, even a, 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 in my opinion, you don't even have a top three quarterback in the SEC. No, I mean, wh- how I how do you that, expect to compete? He's fine. He's he's Jake Fromm light, uh, and 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 that's even maybe diminishing uh, him a little bit too much. I, I was never huge uh, in fan of Jake Fromm, and and I haven't seen. Obviously, he's only played in two and a half games uh but i haven't seen anything from him that makes me think oh that kid is a baller now does he look like somebody who can distribute the ball yes he looks like he looks like uh oh gosh he's not quite david green david green's too much credit for the guy he looks he, he looks like a guy who is somewhat of a Greg McElroy type. I think that's probably right on par with it. Maybe a little less than that. Uh, just somebody who can distribute things and knows where to go with the football. And uh, But but he doesn't look like he has impressive arm talent. He doesn't look like he has impressive athleticism. Uh, there's nothing about him that makes me afraid of of uh, Stetson Bennett. Do you, how, how, on the Stetson Bennett note, how long of a leash will he have in Bryant Denny Stadium before Kirby starts looking at JT Daniels like, all right, man, you're going in there? It depends on how good, or excuse me, how ready JT Daniels is. But Alabama gets out to a two score lead. You you kind of have to at that point, uh, especially after all the history. You know, I mean, maybe that's been Kirby's game plan all along: is to get ready for Simpson <laughs> Bennett and pull JT Daniels. I don't know. Uh, save the backup quarterback for us this time. You know, I, I'll probably not go away from that joke for the rest rest of the day, and I still have three more hours of radio. Uh, yeah, but, you got plenty. <laughs> uh, but you know, I just I, I like Stenson Bennett. You know, kind of like you. I've seen some moments where he he's shown that he's got some uh, some good anticipation, some good accuracy. But he does not have a strong arm. He does not have great escapability. Uh, and he's pretty much got to have a perfect pocket. So can he come up with a heroic if they need it? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I, I like your assessment of, of McElroy if he was about four inches shorter uh, yeah. and, and 40 pounds lighter. But I mean, for me, everything about this game stems down to Georgia's defense and how Alabama's offense plays against it. And if they come out playing well against it, can they do it for four quarters? Because that's something Tennessee did. Tennessee was able to take a a couple of advantageous uh, positions in the first half. And then uh, Jarrett Garantano started doing Jarrett Garantano things, which was turning the ball over. uh, And it gave Georgia all this momentum. 
uh, and they couldn't get it back. But you did see him get some some plays in against that Georgia defense to keep it close. Uh, it, you know, maybe that had a lot to do with the momentum of the very first play. But if Tennessee can move the ball against Georgia's defense, I feel like Alabama should have a pretty good chance at that as, as well. Yeah, I, I, Georgia's defense is pretty much ranked top two or three in the country, number one against stopping the run. And so that obviously is a big uh, a, a big strength of the team. But I'm honestly not that concerned about our offense. I think that our offense is so potent at the moment that, you know, we, we have become one of those offenses that, you know, we will score against anyone. I, I, it's just going to be dependent on – Kirby Smart, what? Who do you want to take away? What do you want to make Alabama try to play without? Do you want to load the box and try to get a good pass rush on a, on a, on Mac Jones and force him to make some completions under duress, uh, or, or or do you want to play coverage? And, and you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Kirby Smart thinks. Okay, this is their strength. This is what because he's going to try the coach Saban. Uh, he's going to try to the coach Saban, the Belichick kind of uh, strategy of picking the, the, our biggest strength and trying to take that away. So it's going to be interesting. Do you, does he try to take away Joe and Waddle and Devontae Smith and Mechie down the field and let Najee try and try to slow down Najee with just just the uh, the defensive front that Georgia has, or is he going to say, you know, I'm not going to make I'm not going to let Najee Harris beat us. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make Mac Jones beat us. I think it's going to be interesting to see what Kirby Smart over the first three games has said, you know what, this is what I needed to take away from Alabama to win this football game. I think that's a dangerous path for teams to, to fall into, though, is to say, okay, Najee Harris is the best player on this offense. I'm going to stop him and force Mac Jones to beat us. Here's the thing. is Mac, Mac Jones... Daddy. Yeah, I mean, dude throw A throws nothing but dimes. But when you take away Najee Harris, you're taking away one player. Um yeah. and Najee Harris is a great player. I I've oh, I've been very high on Najee this whole year. Uh got a little worried about him not breaking tackles and he proved all of us wrong against Ole Miss. Uh but if you can't <laughs> if you say we're gonna make Mac Jones beat us there's a good four or five players that you now have to stop. Uh, <laughs> and Mac Jones is no scrub. I think he's proved that through through these three games, that uh, that he is legitimately uh, one of, if not the best, I'm not sure if he's overtaking Kyle Trask, but best quarterbacks in the SEC and is well on his way to earning the respect of everybody in this country yeah. as far as being an NFL-style quarterback. Uh, but his accuracy... You, it's tough to defend a quarterback with with that kind of accuracy. Uh, every successful quarterback ever in college football or in or in the NFL that has that kind of accuracy uh, becomes nearly unstoppable. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't matter how good your defenders are if you've got the accuracy and you have incredible weapons like Mac Jones does. It's going to be tough to stop, so you should find a way to focus in on that before you try to stop one player on the opposing offense. Well, I'm looking here at Georgia's little, uh, Georgia's stats through the season, and they've accumulated ten sacks over the first three games. They're going to have to have that pass rush up and running uh, against the Alabama Crimson Tide on Saturday. That's if they can get that their pass rush up and running, uh, then. I think their defense can have a strong day. It's going to be up to our, our strong offensive line that we were uh, that Alabama was pounding the table all all summer and all fall. That hey, we, our offensive line is going to be the best part of our of our offense. Uh, that it's, it's they're going to have to be that best part on 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 Saturday if we want to score uh, score and score and score as much as as much as we want to. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, that's a little bit on George and Kirby Smart. If we, I've got, I want to talk about Nick Saban and if he's actually going to be in the stadium or not. I want to talk about uh, a little bit of the high school action that's going on uh, later tonight. The other SEC games that are going on, uh, we had two canceled, so we've got a five-game slate. Alabama and Georgia are taking the night window all by themselves, as they rightfully should, I believe. Uh, so uh, 
uh, we'll talk about some of the other SEC games, and we might touch on other, uh, you know, another news item or two. But I want you to call us and let us know your score prediction on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904, and let us know who you think will be the player of the game or tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's contest between number two. Alabama and number three, Georgia in Bryant Denny Stadium. We'll get into all that and more right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, University Boulevard is closed at Queen City Avenue while TPD conducts an investigation of a shooting overnight in that area. No other traffic issues, but of course, if you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Towns of Nissan is blowing away the competition with fantastic selection, great customer service. Grab yours today. I'm Captain Ray. The weather noticeably cooler today. Sunny and breezy at times, the high 66. For tonight, clear and very cool, the low at 42. For the weekend, glorious weather. Sunshine and full supply tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow 71, the high Sunday 75. I'm James Spam of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Touching me, touching you, sweet Caroline. The times never seem so good. I've been to be there. So, no Jacob Harrison filling in for Martin Houston this morning. And we're having a great time on a football Friday. Take a little take a little note outside of football real quick. The Braves ended up beating the Dodgers uh, yesterday. Uh, I believe it was 10 to 2, uh 8 to 2. Uh, so bottom line is Braves beat the Dodgers to take a three to one series lead in the national league, uh, national league championships, uh, series. So the Braves are now one win away from reaching that world series, uh, the world series. And they'll play the winner of the, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros, the Trastros. Uh, so we'll see if, uh, We'll see if the Braves can fi- can finally get back on top. They are an Atlanta team, so I'm expecting an epic collapse in the next two weeks. So we'll see about that. Uh, we'll touch on the, some of, some of the high school action from last night. Gordo ended up beating Fayette, uh, 25 to zero. Uh, that was a uh, tell. That was all, that was streamed on one of the major streaming networks. That is escaping my mind at the moment. Uh, so I watched just a little bit of that at the house with no NFL action last night. And then uh, we had Hell County and Greensboro. G- Greensboro ended up defeating uh, Hell County, I believe, 29 to 20 to win that uh, that uh, that little rivalry, the Hell County rivalry. And Greensboro has now clinched a playoff spot with that victory. Uh, so this was, we had two two area games last night. We've got a couple more area games tonight. Uh, not not very many in town games, but we've got uh, we've got ACA is hosting Dallas County. Uh, so we'll have somebody out at that game. Montevallo is going to Holt as well. And the rest of the games for our area teams are out of town. Central is playing at Jemison. Uh, we, you had Bryant and Hillcrest canceled. Bryant had to forfeit, unfortunately. Tuscaloosa Academy is going to Morgan Academy. Tuscaloosa County High going to Hoover. Brookwood is playing at Bessemer City, two teams that have struggled this year. Maybe Brookwood can get themselves a win. I uh, just mentioned Gordo last night. Pickens County is playing 
at Meek and Northside is going to Oak Grove. So a lot of a lot of our teams are out of town tonight. Uh, we'll have uh, representatives at the two in-town games this evening. And make sure you listen to Friday Night Lights from 6 to 9 with Jacob Harrison and Kerry Clark as they'll be talking about the high school action. They'll also be getting into this Alabama-Georgia matchup and the rest of the football weekend that is on deck. You can call them on, on the Taco Casa hotline, 205 342 nine nine zero four and let us let them know uh how your high school game is going or what you think about the college games or anything else football related that you've got on your mind and speaking of the taco casa hotline let's go there now and get our man pat in the in the building pat good morning you're in with the martin houston show good morning first has anybody has it been made public what the results of coach saban's test yesterday no, I haven't heard that, which makes me think it's a po- he ended up having a positive test. But I feel like that'd be newsworthy uh, because I'm 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 holding out a little sliver of hope, and I know you are too, Pat. That if he gets three negative PCR tests in a row in a row, excuse me, that uh he that his initial test may be deemed a uh, false positive. Well, according to Saturday Down South, that uh they said. That there is a possibility that he will be on the sideline. Yes, uh, if, if if he gets those three negative tests in a row, which we got to think his first positive is a result from of his Tuesday test. Okay. okay. Well, I so, have consulted so, with a doctor. So, and uh, let me tell you what what I found out about it. I know it doesn't. Everybody doesn't have the same amount. It ain't like. Uh, if you're pregnant, you're pregnant. Oh, that are you familiar with a uh, uh, a metal detector at all? A metal no. detector. What, what's a metal sensitivity? detector? Huh? I'm just teasing you. I know what a metal detector is. <laughs> okay, I but it, it has sensitivity, and <laughs> just like when you're checking frozen product, product that's not completely frozen can have a give you a false positive for metal uh, okay. in the product that'll make the metal detector go off. Well, the amount of COVID in a person's system can all, you know, it, these things, some of them, it depends on the sensitivity of the machine that's doing the actual uh, testing part of it. And that it could be that from one to another, and I, See, I don't know if they're using the same system each time they're checking. Well, they're using a PCR test. Now, for, well, Alabama has been, since they've gone to daily testing, they've been using a PCR test uh, three times a week, I believe. And then they've been using a saliva test for the other four. Uh, So now the PCR test. Like I said, said, it takes longer. The saliva test, it takes longer to get that back. Oh, the PCR test is immediate. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I mean who knows? I mean, this is a, oh, it, like you said, oh, it, it t- detects trace amounts of, uh, and that could be why coaches not showing any symptoms. But, uh, uh, He's probably got an immune PCR system test, that's kicking its butt. Coach Saban's, you know, he's a pretty routine-oriented guy, and I would imagine, I would say, in pretty good health, uh, pretty good shape oh, for yeah. 68 Man, years he, old. He, so he, I he, bet you he's kicking the really well. teeth. Uh, I mean, and he eats little Debbie uh, oatmeal pies. Yeah, know. but I think that's his only – I think that might be his only indulgence. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's his only vice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And who's to say that that's a vice? That uh, just because Fine Bomb said it tasted nasty, Fine Bomb's nuts a little bit. He, he's a moron. Who is that? We, we don't speak his name. He's very good. We don't, we don't speak his name around here, Pat. He, he, he's a crazy person. Yeah, so, exactly. So, what do you uh, think's gonna happen in the I, game on 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 Saturday? You, you, uh, haven't, have, you haven't given have, me a have, score prediction. Have y'all taking any scores? Yeah, that's what I want. I want your score. Oh, my my score is thirty five twenty one Alabama. All right, that's not too far off what I have. Thirty five twenty one uh, for Pat. Yeah, and uh, have we got a a, a tie predictor? 
Uh, what you want it to be, Pat? Let's make it. Uh, let's make it. Let, let's uh, make it total yards. Let me make it total yards for Georgia. Yeah, let's do that. Perfect, perfect uh, choice. All right, and total yards for Georgia. I'm going to make it total yards for Georgia. It's going to be oh, oh. If I give them, I'm giving them 21 points. I'm going to give them oh, 325 yards total. 325. All right, I'm writing you down, Pat, and I'm going to pass this on to Martin for when he's back. Uh, so I got you. I got you. Man, uh, but anyway, uh, have you given your score prediction yet? Are you waiting? No, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to do it pro- probably in the very last little segment right here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to save all right, it. All right. Well, let's see if anybody else wants to call in. But oh, that, uh, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that we're going to be able to play. I think we're oh well, we're definitely gonna play. We're definitely playing, but I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking that if there's any way and then the other thing was nobody saying that coach can't be in the stadium in I mean because the press boxes not the press boxes, but all the sky boxes up there that belong to individuals have uh glassed in fronts on them for when it's cold and stuff. Yeah. So they can close those things in and seal them up. I think that that's going to be the option they take. I couldn't be in one of those and eliminate some of the people from the regular press box or regular wherever the uh, coaches sit in the upper deck because uh, why would it make any difference as whether you had two two, uh, coaching boxes or one coaching box? Yeah, I think that might be the route we uh, end up seeing them take. uh, Okay. I, anyway, I'm anyway, not I just saying wanted that with to know if that was a possibility because uh, me and Ryan Fowler were shooting down everything I said, and uh, because they, uh, I, I don't see why he can't be on the sideline or uh, in a uh, uh, protected area. Well, I think that's going to be a little different optics for, uh, for, and that's what it all boils down to, Pat. It's the optics is. Oh, yeah. it looks bad for Coach Saban to be on the sidelines, so he, we can't let him do it. It looks, but you know, I, I think that's what it all boils down to. I think being up in a skybox would be a lot easier optics to swallow uh, rather than being down on the field, even if he's all by himself, even if he's all all, all alone by himself. But uh, I think that I I I have a hard time thinking that Coach Saban is going to miss the get, miss the game completely. Uh, now yep. he might he and and I think that's probably and, uh, that's probably the leading candidate that he probably would. Uh, so so I hear I, that I, I just, I'm just praying that he doesn't come down with any symptoms at all. Oh sure, of course, and, uh, and, 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 and we're and, all uh, wishing. I mean that's the main thing. Will he get the coach or not? That he doesn't come down with any symptoms. Certainly, him and, and Greg and, Martin, and, oh. and that Miss Terry don't get it. Yeah, her heart. All right, well, she, anyway, y'all have a great day. Let's see if we can get somebody else to call us, okay? Pre- appreciate right. it, Pat. Thanks for calling in. Thank have you. a good Bye-bye. weekend, man. We do have John on the line, late Martin John. Let's get right to him. John, what's your response to Pat? Who, what do you think the score is going to be? How many yards for University of Georgia? And do you think that Coach Saban's going to be in the stadium? Wow, boy, if I knew all that, <laughs> I would own Lake Martin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, boy, I tell you what, I enjoy Pat's call all the time, and 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 I I'm like him. I'm I'm uh, I'm really hoping some way that Coach Saban can be active in the game. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking 31 to 17, Bama, and I'm taking I'm thinking like uh, 310 yards for Georgia, and uh, my. My question, I've been thinking about this pretty much all year, is I'm not football smart enough to really figure out the ins and outs of exactly what's going on with SEC defenses. Uh, I don't know, but for what, years ago, we were all, we'd look at SEC games 17-10, 20-14, you know, 14-7, and uh, we all complained, oh, I wish we had some offense like they have out there in Oregon, you know. <laughs> Now we got them. Is the defenses uh, is is the problem that they can't figure out these offenses? Have they not gone through the same progressions as far as maturing that the offenses have gone through? What's your opinion on why the scores have just exploded? 
I think a lot of that is uh, the fact that offenses have been progressing and defenses uh, really have kind of stayed, have kind of been trying to figure out how to how to counter the RPO, how to counter uh, these the these modern offenses that, that go fast, that spread you out. Uh, the the RPO is a it's that's a really tough weapon to defend. That's a really tough uh, mechanic or concept to defend. If you're looking at the offensive lineman and they're giving you ru- a, a run read, uh, but the quarterback is actually passing, uh, that makes it very difficult to trust your reads, which makes it very yeah. very, very very challenging to to trust yourself and to play fast and to play with some play, play with energy and play with intensity. Uh, but I think that a lot of the offensive rules have, or a lot of the rules, excuse me, have, have been slanted towards the offense. And uh, I also think that the SEC coaching has uh, really been upgraded on the offensive side of the ball. Shoot, really, in my entire in my, in my lifetime and in my in my, in my time of watching football, because uh, I, I was born in '89 and I really started watching football in the latest '90s. Uh, but in, in in that time, you've really seen the offenses just take off and explode. But I think a lot of that has to do with the coaching. Uh, I think you're hiring a lot more offensive coaches. I think that you, you're uh, people are really trying to figure out. I mean, because defense wins championships, but offense sells tickets. Offense gets butts in the seats and get, and keeps you excited about the program. You know, Mississippi State already had a big win against LSU. Well. They're super excited about their program, and then they drop what two in a row, uh, Arkansas and Kentucky. Well, nobody's really even talking about that because because they know next game that Mississippi State plays, they might put up 50, 60 points and, and, and have a big explosion. Yeah. Well, I, I, then, and I agree that that's it. Sounds exactly like what I've been seeing, but then where are the? We saw the offensive gurus. Uh, come out of Oregon and and um, places like that. And we saw them uh, really uh, explode in the uh, football world. But where's all the defensive gurus? We need, we need some uh, defensive gurus to come around. Well, John, I completely agree. We do need some, some defensive gurus. But I'll be uh, honest with you, I think defense is not sexy anymore. People don't find the uh, find the attraction to hard nosed gritty defenses anymore. So you get less people who are you know who are interested in it. And you've got all the all the kids who play seven on seven who do the do yeah. the passing camps, and they all want to play offense. They they want to play quarterback. They want to play receiver. They want to make the you know they want to be Odell Beckham Jr. It's just that's the cool thing. It's not it's not cool to play defense. It's not cool to be tough and so and so you, it, you, it's kind of a paradigm shift that uh you know that everybody wants to play offense get the ball in my hands you know and uh see see what i can do i think the seven on seven the advent of the seven on seven passing uh passing camps that have become so popular for these high schools and really yeah. uh you know middle school really young, even younger middle, middle schoolers that's really helped the offensive explosions that you're seeing throughout you know throughout the nation, and that's really hurting defenses everywhere. And you know what? You're, it is more popular. i got to admit, the uh, the Alabama Ole Miss game, if I take a lot of my biasness out of it, that was one of the most exciting games. It's, it was and, fun. Uh, yeah, it was it's, a bringing lot of fun. In, it's bringing in new fans. Flying up and down the field. And, you know, my, a lot of my buddies were, oh, our defense is no good. Our defense is terrible. We suck, yada, yada. But we're flying up and down the field, exchanging exchanging uh, touchdowns left and right. And now, obviously, we want to have better defense. And I'm no, uh, I, I totally agree with that. But it's fun to go up and down the field, watch Mac Jones sling that ball, watch Najee Harris get out in the open field. It, it, offense is fun, but defense is really uh, the the key to, to, to being very successful. Yeah, I agree with you. But you know what? Let's just enjoy it because it is very, very exciting and uh I appreciate the show very much. Listen, uh, just real quickly, 
There's uh, nothing wrong uh, or nothing we need to pray about on Houston and his family. or Everything's okay. He's just taking some time off, right? Oh, well, that's the way I understand it. I feel I think that uh, he just asked me to step in this week, uh, and, and so I said, Martin, I got you, whatever you need me to do. So. But always be praying for him, anyways, because okay. that's our that's our friend and our trusty our trusty host. So always keep him on your prayers. But I, but I think everything's uh, a okay. He's on my list, brother. I appreciate Abs- it. Thanks so much. Thanks for calling in this morning, John. Good to hear from you. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into more football, football, football on a football Friday right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide One Hundred Point Nine. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a section of University Boulevard is closed as the Violent Crimes Unit conducts an investigation of a shooting near the Strip last night. If you see other conditions, of course, give us a call. Townsend Nissan is blowing away the competition with fantastic selection, great customer service. Grab yours today. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a football Friday. And we are so excited that it is Friday, getting right into the weekend. And we have a massive slate of college football and pro football on the menu. So we all know the Alabama-Georgia game is at 7 o'clock right here in Bryant-Denny Stadium, about you know a mile away from the studio, however many miles, maybe three. Um, but, so, but there's four other SEC games. On the menu. Two, now, two have been canceled. There was seven. Now there's five. Two have been canceled is the wrong word. Excuse me. Postponed. Postponed. LSU Florida and Missouri Vanderbilt have been postponed till December the 12th. So if you're a fan of the SEC East, all eyes are pretty much going to be on the West this week with three of the Eastern teams taking the week off. Take, so you're looking at Auburn and South Carolina. Uh, Auburn is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at South Carolina, 11 o'clock. Kentucky and Tennessee at 11 o'clock. Whoever scheduled that on TV, those two games right there at the same slot, you failed because you, those are going to be two good games, I feel like. Kentucky is going to uh, Neyland Stadium. Tennessee is six-point favorite. Uh, Jake, I think I picked Kentucky to pull an upset in that game. 
but I've been on the Kentucky train. I, I will admit, I will admit, I missed Kentucky in the first week, uh, losing to Auburn. I, I had them beating Auburn in the first week, and they they failed. Uh, but they've they've you know they've handled their business and done that. They, they've looked imp- impressive enough to me. They lost you know one point game to Ole Miss in overtime off a missed extra point, but then ended up beating Mississippi State last week. So they've got a good squad, I think. I think they're going to give Jeremy Pruitt all they can handle. The 230 game on CBS, Ole Miss is taking on Arkansas. So you got Lane Kiffin and Coach Pittman going at it for the first time in the the SEC. Uh, You got Ole Miss is a two-point road favorite. And then the last game that's not our game, uh, 3 o'clock, Texas A&M is going to Mississippi State. We'll see if Jimbo Fisher can keep the momentum going after securing his first top five victory as uh, Texas A&M head coach last week. Jacob, out of those four games, Auburn, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, which of those games are you looking forward to the most? Uh, probably Tennessee, Kentucky, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I still want to get a gauge of which of these teams is, uh, I mean, as for real as you can be without being a contender for the championship. Uh, but I liked a lot of what I saw from Tennessee in the first half last week. I really did think they could beat Georgia. Uh, and you know, things just kind of fell apart in the second half and, you know, Kentucky is a, a hard-nosed team, and you've got to stay dif- disciplined against them in order to win. I mean, that that's how Ole Miss pulled it off. It's how Auburn pulled it off. Uh, Auburn did get some help, but that's Auburn. That's uh, usually some what help. Uh, but I, I think that uh, I, I just – I don't know what it is about Tennessee this year, but it feels like they're trying to turn that corner rather than just being walked on. And uh, it's nice to see a, you know, a perennial basement dweller rise – and uh, I'm I'm kind of hoping to see that continue. Now, you know, hopefully they don't get too good, but you know, just get back to respectable status. Absolutely. Well, I, I, you nailed it right on the head with, with with me. I'm looking forward to Kentucky Tennessee the most. I think that I, I think the Tennessee is having a good is a good you know going to have a good season, but I think Kentucky is as well. I got I got a buddy who is a diehard Tennessee fan, like to his core. And anytime anything good happens with Tennessee, he'll text me about it, and uh, I'll kind of just rib him a little bit because <laughs> it's few and far between. But I, but I think that you know I I do believe in Jeremy Pruitt, but I just I don't know. I think that uh, I think Stoops has a good team. I think that that's going to end up being probably outside of the Georgia outside of the Georgia Alabama game. That's going to be your most entertaining game. But as but. Uh, Get out of town, whoever's making the TV schedule, because Auburn, South Carolina, I think is going to be pretty much. I think that's going to be a, a good, good game as well. Uh, what I'm what, missing so far this year, Jacob, is that late eight nine o'clock kick, uh, eight o'clock kick in the SEC. We haven't. I don't think we've had one that's been that late uh, quite yet. So uh, you're, you're cramming all these games into the early two or three windows. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm wanting to see them spread it out a little bit, so my 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 previous button on my on my TV changer doesn't work that great. So I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping up with all 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 the games in the same windows here and there. Well, I Jacob, use the ESPN go- app, so I get to put like three or four games uh, on my TV at the same time. But I agree, I'm I'm. It, it is frustrating that almost all of the games happen at 11:30. Uh, and I know that's like a, like the whole way it's always been, but it, it it makes it more difficult to to keep up with everything. And then we get into the night games, and there's one game unless you want to watch, uh, you know, group of five conferences. Uh, but what I'm really missing, <laughs> to be honest, is Pac-12 after dark. Uh, yes, I would, I would usually fall asleep during those games, but like days like uh, like last week's. And this week's where now I have to be up until uh, the crack of dawn for the post-game show. That Pac-12 after dark would really come in handy. Oh, for sure. And if anybody's listening out there, we do do a post-game show. It runs about two hours after the game, uh, and it goes for a couple. It goes for a couple hours right here on Tide 109. You can call Jacob and Carrie and let let them know your thoughts on the game, your perspective on the game, what you're happy with and sad with. Uh, it's the same phone number, 205-342-9904, and they'll get you right in to recap the game. Pat, I know you're listening out there, so after the game is over, be sure to call in 
and let us know what you thought about the ball game. Uh, but yeah, Pac-12 after dark, it kind of served as that like, uh, here's my final beer, uh, you know, winding it down, get my get my last snack in of the day, and then fall asleep right here on the couch, and you know, wake up in a stupor on Sunday. Whoa, what happened? <laughs> and it was like, oh, when I fell asleep, Washington was Spot up on, on. <laughs> was was up on, Washington was up on you know USC fifty eight to thirty or whatever the case may be. But yeah, so what? But but I, we will have that back, won't we? Next week, uh, won't, won't uh, the Pac-12 be back on the twenty fourth? No, that's the Big Ten. Excuse me, the Big Ten will be back on the twenty fourth. When's the Pac-12 apparently starting? They're not starting next week, also, are they? Mid November. Mid November. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, uh, Jacob. Let's take our last break here, and when we come back, we'll give our prediction our score prediction and player of the game for the Alabama-Georgia game tomorrow night. You're listening to the Martin Houston Show right here on a football Friday on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a section of University Boulevard is closed as the Violent Crimes Unit conducts an investigation of a shooting near the Strip last night. If you see other conditions, of course, give us a call. Townsend Nissan is blowing away the competition with fantastic selection, great customer service. Grab yours today. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. Two people are in custody after several shots were fired at Northport's Deerfield Haven Drive area last night. A large group of people left the scene as police arrived. No one was reported wounded and no residents were struck by bullets. The Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Unit continues to investigate. A $1 million grant going to Stillman College to help fund the Thriving Congregations Initiative. It's a national enterprise through the Lilly Endowment, launched in 2019 to support and enhance the vitality of Christian congregations. Don Hartley, Tuscaloosa Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. We're winding it down on a Friday, winding down our portion of the of the day. We'll co- coming back uh, after us. We'll be inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson. And now keep your football Friday morning rolling, Jacob. It's been it's that time for both of us to give our score prediction and our player of the game. If you'd like to ch- to to uh, to add the Georgia total yards, as Pat decided our tiebreaker would be. Feel free to chime in on that. But what is your score prediction, and who is your player of the game uh, for tomorrow night's ball game? So I think both teams will play defense. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking somewhere in the range of uh, 24 to 20, uh, Alabama winning. Of course, um, player of the game is gonna be Mac Jones because uh, if Alabama wins this game, it's because he was able to maneuver through the pocket, avoid the rush and uh, place accurate footballs downfield to his weapons. And uh, that's what it's going to take to win this game. Absolutely. You think uh, Pat and late Martin John both had a little over 300 yards of offense for Georgia. You think that's about on par for them? For Georgia? Uh, for Georgia. Yeah, I think that's fair. I agree, I agree. Uh, now, I went a little higher scoring than you. I went a little closer to Pat's score. Uh, I, I, I had 30-24. to 24, So I've got Alabama... 
covering that spread by, by just a little bit, by just enough for the gamblers. So it only takes that half a point to cover. So uh, I think that uh, with a four and a half point spread, I think that Alabama, you know, they're going to get to their 30 mark on offense. I think our offense is, phew, it's too potent to slow down, to, to slow down too much. Now you can slow it down from our 60 points that we put up last week, but it's, it's too potent to really put a hold on uh, as a whole. I think 30, 30 to 24 is, uh, is what I had it as. And, you know, I went off the wall with my player of the game. I went with Brian Robinson. I think as a change of pace running back, he's he going to come in and uh, really hammer the defense when they may be thinking pass more. Uh, and and I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I think that he's – Due for a for a breakout run or two, not not so much as he's going to carry the football team, but he's going to have an important run or two that gets us into the end zone. And I think a Hillcrest boy, senior from just down the road, is going to uh, end up being uh, maybe not the player of the game is the wrong word. Maybe unsung hero is probably uh, or or surprise uh, contributor. Uh, but I think Brian Robinson is going to have. Uh, a game where the people are thinking, oh man, without him, we could not have won that game. So, but Georgia's offense, I think that Pat, I think you guys are all right in the right range. Three, 325, 330. It's going to be up if we can make Stetson Bennett beat us. If we can take away Samir White and take away the other running backs that they have, uh, they, Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh. Uh, if we can take them away, and J- James Cook, Dalvin's little brother as well. Um, if we can try to, to take them away as best as possible and, and make Stetson Bennett beat us, then I think jo- I think that Alabama is going to be in good shape on uh, on Saturday night. I think that's going to do it for for this edition of the Martin Houston Show. It's been a blast sitting in for Martin this week. You can uh, get in touch with Inside the Locker Room as well right here on the Taco Casa Hotline. They're coming up next. They'll be going 7 to 9. We'll have Gary Harris show from 9 to nine, 9 to 11. We'll have Southern Fried Sports 11 to 12. Jay Barker 12 to 2. And the game takes you 2 to 6. Don't forget, tonight is Friday Night Lights 6 to 9 with Jacob Harrison and Kerry Clark. We have title talk with James Ludeman, 9 to 10, and we will finish it off late night with Captain Ray. Last call. It takes you 10 to 11 with all the high school scores and updates. I'm Joe Gaither. That's Jacob Harrison on the other side of the glass. It's been a blast being with you. Thanks for being with us. Inside the Locker Room is next right here on Tide 100.9. Yes.